Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Welcome back, Dusty, man. It's good to be with you, man. We got a good show today. Thank you, brother. It's good to be back. I know I've been away for a few weeks. Thank you for allowing me the time that I needed to step away. Uh, But I'm back and I'm excited because today we've got a very interesting guest. We um, this is a person that that I've known for, gosh, so so many years of my life. I went to school with him and uh, let's welcome him right now. His name is Gregory Berlanga. Gregory Ian Berlanga, if we want welcome. to be uh, welcome, Thank Greg. You. Thank you, Greg's guys. Uh, great. It's great to have you. He's a native of San Antonio. He attended San Antonio Academy, St. Anthony, mm. which I didn't know, and Central Catholic, which is where I met him. Central Another Catholic one. School. Another Central Catholic. Another Central Catholic guy. <laughs> the show is nothing but Central Catholic people on your show. <laughs> he went to college and, and got a, a pursued a degree in sales and business. And when he was 38, he had uh, an amazing event happen in his life, and and he became the father of of a beautiful, healthy little girl, and committed himself to being involved as an active father in his daughter's life. When he became a single dad, he committed himself to learning and making sure that he knew what to do, what to what needed to be done to take care of his daughter when they were together. And, uh, and Gregory went on to, to to do something pretty amazing. He created something called Awesome Dads in 2008. And he he saw the need for positive sight for dads. It eventually grew and 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 he started sharing cooking ideas, online books, why dads really? are important and activities to do with their kids. And uh, welcome, Greg. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Interesting. He calls me Mo because when I was in high school, that's what everybody knew me as, Mo. My birth name is really? Modesto. Yeah, yeah, Modesto, right? Which means modest. And of course, we all know I'm. there's nothing modest about me. So that name <laughs> went away. Uh, it's a central there, thing. It's a central it's a, thing. It is. It is. We, we a, tend to have this really kind of The Central Catholic body. Mafia, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. in the house. Oh, wow. I wasn't sure if I could say that. That's why I was like, well, maybe I'll let you say it. So there you go. <laughs> there. Tried to have you on for a few weeks now. And yeah. it's great that you're here. You've been asked, uh, Greg, to mentor People talk with uh, inmates at the Bear County Jail to discuss multiple subjects related to dads who were incarcerated and stuff. What what motivated you to start all this? Like, so uh, 2008 became single with my daughter and lost my job all, all in the same month. So I'm thinking, okay, great. I need to find income. I mean, things are really tight. Moved into a new place. My daughter's going to private school. What am I going to do to connect with her? So I started looking. And there was nothing online in San Antonio that we started basically finding things to do with your kids all in one spot, you know, helpful activities for dads. Cause I was on my own. I had to learn how to overcome, you know, her illnesses, um, you know, learn really quick. So I said, okay, well, there's nothing out there. And being the entrepreneurial spirit I had, I said, okay, well, let's, let's design something. One place where they can go to find things to do with, with, with the kids uh, free, um, maybe not expensive cooking ideas, um, you know, share why dads are important in our kids' lives, statistic wise, 
domestic abuse, what, how it affects the family overall. So there's a multitude of subjects that we started touching on. As men, we need to, A, just show up, okay? And then the other thing was, no matter what you go through in your life, what keeps us motivated to go above and beyond and keep going are our kids, okay? So that goes back to 2008. So what happened was, lost a job, really lean. So I said, okay, what can I do to keep my kid busy and find things to do? Well, one of the things I did was we went to Khan's uh, appliance store, got these big boxes. We made this huge airplane outside the apartment. Boom, drags all the kids in. They started playing with this huge airplane. So we drew the design out and we did that. Cooking with my daughter, um, having putting the big TV on the patio at the apartment complex and have movie night, popcorn, stuff like that. Finding things to do with the kids so that was the main reason why I started the site. And then it just kind of grew from there. You told me off off camera that you had definitely moments of needing some faith during this time. And since our show is about faith and keeping the faith and and, and reason and geek them, can you get into that a little bit? What's been your journey? Yeah, yeah it, it, the, the big the big moment was when it got hard. It got really, really tough. I mean, money was scarce. Um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of things, you know, um, finalizing stuff with, with her mom. And it was like, okay, you know, there's, there were some points, there were some times I was like, I, I don't want to do this. This is going to be a lot. But then, you, you know, watching my daughter play and watching be like, you know what? I got to do better. I have to find it in myself to reach inside and find something to keep me going. So I prayed a lot. I said, okay, I need strength. This is a lot. And so it was one of those things that says, okay, you can do this, come up with a plan and let's get things going. And that's when I started the business. And that's when things started slowly progressing. I mean, I was, (laughs) I was at the food bank. I was in uh, food stamps, unemployment. I mean, I got it all. And that was a little bit of help. But the thing that really kind of pushed me was guidance from from religious guidance and my daughter. Walk us through that process a little bit more, Greg. You've given us the bird's eye view, but what were you praying for, and what, what was your what was your faith like? Tell us a little bit about your faith, because obviously you went to Catholic school, right? Were you leaning on a Catholic uh, version of God at that point? What were you doing? It was, you know, it was Catholic too, because Brianna went to all. Catholic private schools. I went to our military private schools. Um, so it was, it was Catholicism at the time. It was like one of those things where I was like, okay, you know, I need some guys. So I would go to Holy spirit, um, you know, cause that was the closest church to me. And, you know, and basically just kind of listen to what was going on how, how, the, you know, how father was preaching about different things. It was like, there were days, again, there were days I'm like, man, I, you know, this is overwhelming. But then, you know, reaching inside and listening to either the sermon of that, that of that Sunday or, you know, looking at verses online, Internet's a wonderful thing, right? So kind of giving me, you know, those motivational speeches, those motivational um, readings that I can say, okay, you know what, this is not impossible. Because one of the things that I found was God does not give you something that you cannot handle. It was a lot of like, okay, well, how, let's see, I'm going to give you something else to see if you, how you handle that. At the time, my daughter was very young, so she really didn't kind of like see a lot. But it, it was all, I never let her see that I was struggling. I never let her see me crying that one 
few times because it was like a lot. So when you say a lot, give me an idea of what was it mostly financial pressure? Was it all of the above? All of the above having to deal with her bringing another man into her life who I didn't feel was the right support for my daughter. Right. right? Because my whole goal was to give that foundation to my daughter to be a strong, independent young lady. And I didn't, you know, looking at what was going on, it was just, it wasn't, it was very, it wasn't, it wasn't to me very healthy. We have people, obviously dads and other people maybe who be going through stuff like that right now, who are going through things like that. What is your advice? It sounds like you kind of let go and let God. It sounds like you came to terms with all of these things that were struggles. And I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What did you do specifically? You know, the thing was, I started thinking this is not going to last forever. Okay. There's there, there's an end. There's the light at the end of the tunnel. And the thing is, is that one of the mistakes, I made mistakes. I made a lot of them, but I learned from them. Some of the mistakes I made were, you know, saying there was a there was a certain time I said something to Brianna about her mom. Never, never did I do that again. My thing was stay the course as a dad. Focus on the positive. Be there to listen to your kids. Teach them how to cook because it teaches them so many of the lessons. So as I would I would I would share to dads, stay the course as their father. Stay positive. Always reinforce them. Listen to them attentively. Okay. Because you can hear somebody and you can actually listen to somebody. When you listen to somebody, you're retaining what they're saying. And because it's important to them, it should be important to you. And Very so good advice. With all those things, without that, I wrap it up in a ball, right? All these things that you are that you need to do as a dad, focus on your kids. Forget everything else. It's like this ball, right? And here you are with your kid on the inside. Anything that's hidden is penetrating off that ball. And so the thing is, is that you stay close to your children. You listen to them. And everything I just said, it's it's establishing that thing. Because if the mom says something negative, you stay positive. Because when that kid gets older, they're going to start seeing things. So. Right. The advice I would give to dads are stay positive, listen, be attentive, be there. And if you can, attend every event that they have. You showing up to an event that they're doing, whether it's playing the triangle in the school band or whether they're a tree in the school play, you showing up motivates them and encourages them. You'd be surprised how much it, what it does for them. You just showing up. You talked, uh, of course, obviously Catholicism looms in the background, right? It, it looms uh, Central Catholic. All that you're talking about is uh, your faith life, right? Talking to religious. Um, St. Joseph, did you ever dig deep into St. Joseph as as this role model of fathers to look up to? I mean, it's you have the year of St. Joseph was what, last year or two years ago. There's this big movement, the momentum uh, for, for the foster father of Jesus. And, and what better role model? Did that have any role or did, did anyone ever talk to you about that? You know, no. I mean, you know, wow, yeah. but here's the thing, you know, I was I was I was going to church. I was doing the things that I should have been doing. But I had, you've seen that example of a duck gliding above the water, but he's pedaling like hell on the bottom. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that was me. So I was like, I was going, but I was like moving, 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 trying to. So there was there was not as much time for me to actually delve into a lot of specifics. Yeah. It was one of those things just, okay, I'm taking what I'm hearing from the Bible and from church. Say, okay, and it was it, you know, I'm I'm applying it. So for me, and unfortunately for me, it was not, you know, running two businesses and taking care of my daughter and and keeping keeping my health. That's another thing, guys. Take care of your health. Because the quality of life that you have with your children depends on how well you'll be able to do things with them. But I mean, at the time, I was so busy doing all these things. I didn't really have times to really focus on, on the specifics or certain types of focus on certain readings. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's a very good point. I mean, I would definitely recommend guys to 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 pursue that. Yeah. I mean, there's the memoir of St. Joseph, which I was just found out like a few years ago. There's so many devotions to, to the father and he takes care of the family, right? One of his metal names is like terror of demons, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a litany of St. Joseph. And it's like, I know Dusty, you're, you're a huge proponent of St. Joseph. And again, everyone relates because you're, we're dads, right? So we're not God. We can't. So it's hard to be like God, the father relating to Jesus, the son, but like, as far as the foster father being a human beyond earth, taking care of Mary, right? Taking care of, of baby Jesus and teaching him when he grows up about working, about protecting, about being selfless, the most selfless, you know, the Holy family. Uh, yeah, that's really big. What do you think about that, uh, Dusty? Cause I know you're well, a huge St. Joseph. Yeah. Fan. You, you always hear me talk about St. Joseph. Uh, St. Joseph has had an incredible impact on my life. Um, and it was weird how it happened. I talked about this before, but all of my favorite saints, it turned out as different in times as they were in locations, all turned out to have a great devotion to St. Joseph. And I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. Like, what's up with St. Joseph? So I started doing what uh, one of the saints suggested, which is give him a chance. Like, pray uh, that St. Joseph will will pray for you, you know, that will intercede for you, will guide you, will give you um, that little extra push in heaven that you might need um, sometimes, especially as a dad. And when I started doing that, um, I started seeing real miracles in my life. And and he, he's a great healer as well, which a lot of people don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I feel, and I've said this before on the show, that Joseph doesn't, he takes, as he did even during his life, he takes a back seat. And he's quiet. He's humble. He he barely says anything in 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 the Bible, if anything at all. Really, I mean, we do know that he uttered the words "Jesus Christ" uh, because the angel showed up and told him, "This is what you need to name your baby when he's born." Mm-hmm. So he had to have said that. But other than that, we don't really hear from him. We see through his actions how he listens to God, how he accepts the pains and the sorrows that he and Mary had to go through all throughout Jesus's life. Um, that he's willing to sacrifice. And we are all called as fathers to sacrifice. If we don't do that, uh, it all falls apart, by the way. Uh, if we don't, you know, I, and, and and here's the thing, like I know that Greg is versed in all of that. I know that Greg comes from the same faith that I do, but Greg's journey of faith has continued. And I know uh, he never stops learning, by the way. That's one thing that I've learned about Greg being a friend of his throughout my whole life. He never stops trying. He never stops. Uh, he never gives up. I've shared to my daughter that, you know, as long as you worship God and you hear what he has to say, because, again, 
God will always talk to you, but it's your job to actually listen to him and accept him. He's always talking to you. And I firmly believe that. And to learn different religions is, is to, to be, to be knowledgeable about how different people worship God. And so, and, and at the end of the day, I would guess not really speaking to you a great length about this, but this is important for our viewers or our listeners, should I say, is at the end of the day, where are you getting fed, right? Where do you keep learning more about your your relationship with God and so forth? Some people find that our uh, pomp and circumstance in the Catholic Church is not working for them. Rather than rather than they just give up on God altogether, um, we've had our friend, our mutual friend who went to high school with us also, who's a Buddhist monk on this show, Ralph Ruiz. Uh, who goes by a different name? I can't remember his Buddhist name now. Uh, no disrespect, naming him right now. Naming him. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Ralph. Sorry about that. But 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 at the same time, and I know Ralph listens to the show, and I'm sure he's going to listen to this episode too, because because he's a friend of Greg's and I. It's it's about still filling your soul up with God, as Ralph would say if he were here. There's many roads down to the same uh to the same uh, mountain path uh that that we're looking up to uh the top of the mountain has many roads coming down it and ultimately i'm blessed to have greg and and uh ralph in my life no matter what their religious beliefs but the one thing that i love is that greg um talks about holding on to your faith and understanding that god will never give you more than you can handle and that at the end of the day he he does um, want us to learn sometimes through difficulties um, so that our soul can get to a different level, right? It's the people that don't learn that keep making the same mistakes that are uh, that are the ones that suffer, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I may be wrong. What, what are your no, thoughts you, on that, guys? You're, you're right, Modesto, and I'll share with you why. Because when you're talking about this, I'm talking about when I used to go to the jail and talk to the inmates. Talk about your ultimate mistakes, being locked up, right? When I would go, when I when I, I first was introduced to that group, because my godmother was in charge of all of the uh, the uh, programs over there, so she called me. She was, "Look, I need for you to come talk to these guys." I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" She said, "We have a guy here who's maybe 85 pounds, wet, about five five. You know, guys don't really listen to him that much." And, you know, I'm six foot five, 245 pounds. Okay. I have a deeper voice, more of a presence. So I start going to talk to these guys and the classes were full every Thursday, 35 to 40 to guys every Thursday. And the, the main mission that I had going in to talk with them was you have this bridge and you have this gap between the bridge. And I said, well, look, you're here and your kids are here. The big thing that you can do to close that gap is communicate with them while you're here. Do you like to cycle? Do you like baseball? All this other stuff. So now the gap is getting closer, closer, closer. When you get out, you don't have that much of a delta to close that gap. The other thing was I got uh, Barrett County to uh, authorize two books for them. Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, which is a great book, and Raising Strong, uh, young, Raising Young Men. I mean, you know, they have plenty of time to read. So, you know, these books were, were authorized by this, by the county so they can read these books. So make those changes when they come out. A lot of those guys, they find God in, in jail because they're like, okay, well, you know, what 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 got me here? The other thing I told Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, the other thing I talk about is like, look, when a lot of these guys that I would talk to guys was it's a vicious circle. Their dad wasn't good. Their dad, grandfather wasn't good. It was. A, so I said, look, stop the circle right here. Do something that's going to help your kids be able to overcome the challenges that they have in your environment. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like uh, the whole concept of uh, spiritual or, or family family sin, right? Like it takes four generations or something. Uh, Roger, have you heard of, of this concept to to overcome the, uh, the 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 sinfulness? That's kind of that cycle that Greg's talking about. Like it could be alcoholism, it could be child abuse, it could be whatever, right? And and it takes like four generations to be able to beat it. Yes, there is a such thing as that generate. I mean, it's even in scripture, even in the Holy Scriptures, it talks about it. And at first, I really didn't uh, believe it. Really, I was like, "Nah, whatever." That's not no, but actually, it's very scriptural, very much. Yeah, generational and, sin. That's yeah, what generational it's sin. Yes. Yeah, it's very scriptural, and also the the stories I've heard from people. And then not only that, but statistically, uh, Greg Gregory, I know that you have this this website and this awesome dad so you know all the statistics we've seen them almost across the board everything when it comes to uh, anxieties depression um dropping out of high school violence not guaranteeing right of course we all understand not guaranteeing but all of them skyrocket up if there's not that role model right preferably the birth father isn't there isn't active active with them even if the father is in the home there are people that have fathers in the home but they're not active, you know, like empty shells right. are. And if they're not, we've all, it's science, right? It's science. It's science. Like you can't deny it. Uh, it's also common sense. And I'm sure, you know, all the statistics and if everyone looks in, there's like multiple, multiple websites of, of that will lay that out there. So the importance of fathers to break the generational uh, curses. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is not an, a topic that we talk a lot about on this show, but it's certainly the opportune time right now. I've come to believe uh, that the devil picks his battles very carefully and his main battle is in our families. Like yeah, he right. understood that if you can separate the husband and the wife, if you can get them at each other's throats, if you can catch them, uh, you know, in their sinfulness or, 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 or persuade their sinfulness, you know, um, encourage the sinfulness, should I say, um, the selfishness that happens in today's matrimonies uh, all over the world that you're going to have an impact and it, that impact is going to is going to impact your children first it's going to impact the rest of the family aunts uncles uh, grandparents everybody suffers and so therefore i believe that it's our job and our responsibility to fight as much as we can to cover ourselves in jesus's blood and to really um take on the suffering that jesus showed us how to do so that you can defeat that battle yeah you can you can win that battle and try not to end up in a situation where divorce is the answer because everybody suffers and we've certainly heard a little bit about that from greg i've been through it and i can tell you i have certainly suffered in fact my friends laugh because I call it like the funeral that never ends. Mm -hmm. There's something that is uh, that that is so painful that that goes on and on uh, in an unhealthy, you know, type of situation. So I'm glad that Greg is out there 
kind of trying to defeat that and trying to show people, give them the tools so that they can defeat uh, not only, you know, by giving them advice, but also giving the tools after the fact uh, of how you should act as a father, how you should try to, you know, um, how you should try to really overcome this type of situation. And defend the family, you know, St. John Paul, JP2, my boy, right? One of my favorite, you know, great, great guy, right? Um, he always used to say, you got to stand up for the family, right? And he says, as the family goes, so does society goes. And we see the families under attack on multiple fronts. And Gregory, speaking of sorrows and a funeral that never ends and this pain and suffering and being selfless, what are some like heartfelt what are some heart of course obviously you can say names or nothing but like what are some heart heartfelt stories that you heard in the prison doing that dealing with you know people that may have been robbers or, or murderers or all of this and they're trying to better themselves and you're trying to help these people what are some of the heartfelt stories have you heard that just hit your heart in the gut there was one guy and uh, we were talking about daughters and dads and um <laughs> i said look I said, you know, what kind of issues do you guys have? And then some of the guys were talking about, you know, stepdads and stuff like that. And there was this one guy. And I said, well, you know, what would you do if somebody hurt your daughter? And what this guy told me he would do to somebody, I said, "Um, okay. And I'm not going to say it because it was very graphic. But I said, you need to take that energy and refocus it on protecting your daughter, focusing on her I said, because if you do what you told me you're going to do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. then you'll be in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I said, focus on your daughter to avoid the kind of people that you want her to stay away from. Because if you focus on her and you give her that attention and you give her that guidance, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot more fruitful than you doing what you just told me you wanted to do to somebody. <laughs> And quickly, too, um, I just want to mention this real quick, because I know earlier you talked about uh, cooking, and then you talk about doing prison, and then you're 6'5", 240. Like, I'm kind of getting the rock vibes, and you kind of you have the hairstyle. And so I was like, man, this yeah. dude reminds me of the rock. Like, the rock done it all. You've done it all. So like you yeah. gotta give it. You're like you the know rock. what the rock is cooking because we're cooking in the kitchen tonight. Yeah, la, 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 la. What the rock? <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's incredible because in prison, uh, there's a lot of broken families. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. Um, in most of your interactions personally with all the inmates in Bear County jails or other ones too, um, what if you had a guess, what's the percentage of fatherless homes that they came from? So if I were to kind of guess, because these are old numbers. Yeah, yeah, just rough. This was back before, way before COVID. 30, 30 to 40% of those guys in there had the fatherless homes. It was a, it was a pretty high percentage. Yeah, and, wow. You know, 30 to 40, almost half, nearly half of them. And then the ones who were there, like, then how were they involved? You know, so wow. You know, some some of them had dads that were there, but they weren't. Yeah, so it was, that's what it was I'm saying. Yeah. That was there, but, you know, it was a very um, um, volatile. Toxic. To- there you go. Abusive, you know? toxic. Yeah. And I, I want to say this too, like personally, like I've, I've been blessed to, to have a father. And I know he listens to the show. So I was, I was like, oh man. I, uh, I've been blessed that my father, you know, he never did anything like that. He he was a good man. Um, I do come from a divorced family. 
um yeah and of course it, it did affect me you know growing up and stuff like that but um I, I praise god and thank god that that he's a faithful man now and he he believes in the bible and he loves jesus uh but even back then he always had some faith with him you know he always had that faith and it, it didn't work out with him and my mom but like he never was abusive right he never hit me he never did i mean spanking of course obviously you know growing up in the yeah. eight, late oh, 80s yeah. early 90s I'm talking, well, other than that i'm talking about like real abusive stuff like that um he was always there for me he was a hard worker um i always wish i could be as hard working as he is he's like the man's man he knows how to fix everything he's a good dude um and and at growing up when you're little you don't understand right you're like oh this, why this what this blah you know all this stuff but then when you grow up you're like oh man we're we're all broken we're all sinners we're all we all make mistakes and um i'm i'm thank god that that he put that in his heart that even though i did come from a divorced family a broken home um it never was at that level that you see in the prisons and that's so hard when you hear stories about yeah my dad was around but he was a drug addict he beat me he or i don't have a dad you know i, I don't know who my dad is so man that's a lot um so what did y'all cook in the prison too like that's like i'm interested you said cooking you know they, what do y'all cook in the prison they really no toilet stove right i don't want no toilets or nothing like that <laughs> Stop yeah, yeah. It. It, was, it was the uh, toilet gin that they would make no oh, it, was, it, was, it was actually they, they really didn't cook in the prison but what i would do is i would teach them you know how to do how to how to how to cook with their kids when they get out oh okay right all right we're gonna um, make ramen chicken or beef like is it was it that yeah, like well, it? <laughs> well you know and, and the thing was is that i would teach them how to cook like here's the thing think about what it, it means to cook with your kids right yeah. you're teaching them math measurements how to clean how to, to how to fend for themselves someday Right. And so that's the big thing. Um, we, you know, it's kind of funny because I ran into a couple of guys after they got out, um, ironically, at some different places. And they were like, hey, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> they call me George, but it was great. I was like, no, I'll let it go. And so they, like, their, their kid and their wife was there and they're like, oh, this is the guy that was talking to us in jail. And, you know, the excitement on their voice was great. But, um, they they told me when I started doing this, I said, you have to be careful because these guys are very, very creative. I, I got a oh, phone yeah. call like from jail and I'm like, how'd you get my number? Oh, we, we have our ways. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do you need to talk about? So that was kind of, that was kind of scary. But the, the, the thing is, is that, um, you know, these guys, they wanted, they want to be good dads. A lot of them wanted to be good dads because they do care for their kids. And when they get in there, they realize, man, this isn't, this isn't what I want. And one of the things I did share with them, you know, was go to church, you know, because it teaches That's good. Your kids. That's good. It teaches your kids. You know, the, the analogy I give guys in, in jail was this world is, is sometimes you're going to have calm water. Sometimes you're going to have rough seas, right? Well, I tell them God is God. You're in a boat. And sometimes you start going this way, but what is God? He's a rudder. He kind of gets you right back on that 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 path to, to the to a safe port. And that's what I tell these guys. I said, it's the journey. And so you, you're going to hit rough waters. But, you know, that that rudder, which is God, is going to kind of redirect you back toward where you need to be. Where can people reach you, Greg? Uh, you still have your website up, Great Dads? No, it's, it's awesomedadssa.com. AwesomeDadsSA.com. Got and it. And I have my email address there, AwesomeDadsSATX at gmail.com as well. Okay, perfect. 
because I know there are people who probably want to connect with you. Your yeah. your your organization has done more than just uh, teach dads, uh, created awesome dads, should I say? Uh, you've started um, you like we talked about. You, you share cooking ideas, online books, uh, activities to do with your kids, but you've also gotten involved with uh, clients who donate directly. Uh, nonprofits uh, to nonprofits, uh, the, the people who uh, like Fiesta Texas and the Magic Theater and other venues oh, who really? have wow. gotten involved with some of the people that you mentor and 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 people that you uh, uh, little little children that, that that have been impacted by your organization. Can you look, cool. can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. There was there was one girl in particular man. Um, I can tell this is really uh, touching she, you here. This little girl particularly did. Yeah, um, tell us about that. So uh, Jaylene was a girl who was nine years old. And it's funny because I was at the uh, smokehouse on uh, on the south side. It was a little barbecue joint. I went to go have lunch there. Brianna was very young at the time. And she, I had a bunch of stuff in the trunk that she didn't want anymore. Some toys and some stuff, some old clothes. And there was this little girl, no hair, with her parents. I said, hey, you know, I said, uh, it's okay, you know, if I, I give your little girl some of these toys because my daughter doesn't use them anymore. <sighs> yeah, okay. So I gave her the toys. And I said, hey, what's going on? Go, well, she's got brain cancer. Mm, okay. I said, um, give me your number. Uh, uh, Charles Castro is an amazing guy. He's he's uh, He went to Central. I'm not sure if you remember him, uh, Melissa. <laughs> So he, what Charles does, he he provides all the Nordstrom's stores with little girls' dresses. Huh. So I went to Charles and um, I went to some of my corporate sponsors. I'm like, look, you know, we, I'd like us to donate or actually put some money into Magic Theater because Magic Theater first come first serve, right? Right. You you can't you have to get there really quick to get a good seat. So I said, well, I worked it out with Magic Theater. I said, look, I would like her to have a little VIP section. So they put a VIP section there. I got Charles to give her some really pretty little girls' dresses did that and um i you know I, I attended all her little barbecue plate sales and everything beautiful little girl a couple of times she was supposed to go to magic theater she couldn't go because she had treatment she wasn't feeling good so uh you know so she um she eventually went she had a great time she had the pretty dresses her parents sent me all these photographs of her and her dresses and the smile on her face she eventually unfortunately succumbed to this brain cancer but the time that she had she enjoyed the dresses. She enjoyed um, going to the Magic Theater and, and and seeing the shows there. And those things are specifically toward kids. It's an, it's an amazing venue, and I, I recommend right. anybody to go there if they can. I'm um, glad you mentioned it. I wasn't aware of it till right now. I'm seeing their uh, their 2022-23 season, and it's pretty pretty cool. They're all uh, shows that are basically classic children's stories or books and, and yeah. things like that, that, that are, that are played out. I would imagine as musicals, as theater productions. And, and it's pretty cool Mo, because here's the thing after you're done with the show, you can line, you, you can, you can get in line and take pictures with all the, with all the actors and they sign your program. Oh, that's cool. So it's really, really love that. interactive, inter, interactive uh, venue. Very interactive. That's very so, cool. You know, back in 2008, you know, I, <laughs> I went. Do you, I don't know if anybody remembers Pocket Cell Phones at the time. Pocket Cell Phone Company. Um, oh yeah, went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a no. They're not around anymore. But I went to them and I said, "Hey, I need four cell phones." Because I had some guys who were impacted greatly by the uh, by the crash of the real estate market. There's some guys that were really good dads 
I went to uh, some of the nonprofits and said, look, I need one guy that is a good dad who needs a lot of help. So I went to Pocket and I said, look, guys, I need four cell phones with a year of service on each phone, right? Brand new cell phones. They're like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, seriously. Look, I tell you what, if I can get you TV time to do this, would you do it? And I said, well, we'll get back to you. And they came back and I said, well, we'll give you brand new cell phones for with three months of service. I said, that's great, but I need a year. (laughs) (laughs) They gave me a year on each one of those phones. Wow. And they got news coverage and everything on there because it was something that at the time it was a really good story because dads are going through a hard time. And so Channel 4 covered it. And, and, and so it was it was great. And the guys, to the, as far as I know, I keep in touch with two of them. Um, they, they still have the cell phones. I know one guy that I still keep in touch with. He had a really he had a really, really rough life. Him and his wife were having bad drug problems. It was, you know, the kids, the two girls were taken away. He cleaned himself up, got the girls back, still has that communication with the mom. They get to see her once in a while. And so, you know, he's one of the ones that got that I got the phone for, but I mean, you know, Jaylene was, was somebody that was very special in my heart because again, I have a daughter. So it was, it was very, um, very impactful. impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Wow. I just want to say, I want to say this while we wind down. Um, speak on a couple of things. One, it's like, we all want to be known and we all want to be loved, right? That's all we want. And we all want to do the best as dads. We know we're going to make mistakes. I know I'm not going to be perfect, right? 20 years from now, I'm probably going to be a come up in, in the therapy session and like my dad did whatever his podcast and all this stuff, you know, I don't know, whatever him and dusty would go in the hours for the garage. <laughs> no, no, but we all we're, we're going to make mistakes no matter what we're human, right? We're broken. And I think as dads, especially the ones you're talking about, I mean, I struggle too, but like the ones that struggle a lot, like maybe they're in prison, maybe they weren't there for years, maybe they can't provide food for their family. And as men, we're providers. And and imagine you're saying dad's going through hard times, especially during COVID. And we need to learn how to forgive ourselves too. Because I think that's the big key, that self-hatred, the self-hate, the self-loathing of like, I've seen it where there's like real like real deadbeat dads they're so ashamed and whenever they get around the baby's mom or something like that oh you're never it just beats them and again not excuse i'm not excusing any of that but i've seen it personally where it's like they get beat down by the baby moms by maybe their mother as they should of course mothers do that but they just get beat down by society and that could if they use it the right way they can launch it into change like the prodigal son all you have to do is return right my son you come back you know prodigal son but it can be inwards and it could be a self hatred and you can dwell on your mistakes or you can get up, reach for the hand of God and go forward. And as dads, all of us, no matter what level of life we're at, we have to learn to do our best and forgive ourselves. And we're all trying to be great, awesome dads. So that's what I wanted to say. And and when you say prodigal son, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing I tell guys is that, look, you know, and, and in San Antonio, we know this. It's a very machismo kind of, you know, <laughs> strong kind of. Allah. Yes. Hey, watch yeah. Hey, watch here. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you know what? No, I got, you know, but I, I, I share. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I tell guys, go to church, you know, because look, here's the thing. You go to church. Help you, praying, praying, you know, when you go to church, you pray for forgiveness and at the same time, guidance, how to handle your. Yes. Physician. Yes. And so when you're, you know, like, for, especially guys like me. Type A sales, always in control of certain situations. You cannot always be in control. You have to let it go. You have to say, look, God, I need your help. And in that situation, sometimes, and you know what? Let me tell you, when you do that, 
it's kind of like this weight lifted off your shoulders. It's kind of like, wow. And when you get that feeling and you're like, wow, this feels good. That's when you kind of realize this, okay, you know what? There's a bigger power than me. And I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just like a, a tool. Mm-hmm. And my job is to listen, understand, apologize. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being a man and apologize, especially to your family. Those are big. When you tell your kid, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll work on it. And yeah. admitting it, you know, that's huge. That's family, huge. man, that's great. What? Well, I was going to say, you know, are you available, Gregory, as a resource for anybody who's here in this show and wants to get in touch with you? Uh, do you make yourself available to talk to people, et cetera, to give more tips? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We're going to start. I'm starting to work on a schedule talking about. Um, so talking about you, you, if your kid has addictions, like a drug addiction, how oh. to handle that? Because there's a certain way to do that. Right. And. You know, it, it, that's, you know, and, and honestly, guys, I went through that. Right. Wow. That sounds great. And it also sounds like an interesting topic for a future show because you're absolutely right. There's a right way and a wrong way to handle that type of personality, that type of addiction. Again, the devil at work, man. I hate to sound like, a, you know, like a cartoon or a comic no. book, but that's definitely, um, definitely something that, um, that God has given us the tools to overcome. Thanks so much, Gregory, for being on the show with us. It's been very enlightening and encouraging to hear your words. And I know a lot of people are touched by it. So thanks for doing what you do, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Gregory. Thank you, guys. Again, once you guys listen to this, please, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, subscribe, share with your friends. Gregory, again, appreciate your time. Dusty, good to be with you again. I am Roger. God love you. God bless you guys. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap, gentlemen.